Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Who are you? I am Darren Noel. And I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. Good Wednesday evening. We're excited to be with you tonight for Relationship Wednesdays and um, cannot wait to talk to you about investing time in your relationship. Yes. But a couple of things I want to go over first. Um, our guest call-in number, 323-693-3835. The guest call-in number, again, is 323-693-3835. Yep. We will see you pop up on our switchboard, and then you can let us know if you have a question. The other thing is if we talk about some things here today, um, because we've got 30 minutes to talk about the topic of investing time in your relationship, and we may not get to everything you need. If you need more intense help with those things, please call our office and schedule an appointment at 630-428-2344. And then lastly, a couple uh, things I wanted to go over with you today, one of which is that we have a couples conference coming up July 29th and 30th. That's a Sunday and a Monday, a full Sunday and a full Monday, um, uh, including talks from couples about blended families, finances, intimacy, and sex, keeping that hot um, um, about uh, finances, children, everything around marriage, everything about couples. Communication. communication. How to keep the in-laws out of your marriage, but still be close with them how to deal with those things. And it's, it's really part of the reason that we wanted to talk tonight about investing time in your relationships. So ultimately, please give the office a call and register for the conference. Um, and we're also going to – we'll place a link yep. up, too, for you to, to register. And just, just start thinking about long-term investment in your relationship and how coming to the conference will literally give you 16 hours to invest in your marriage or your relationship that most people are not investing regularly in. It's going to be an exciting weekend. Again, it's a Sunday and a Monday. we got several guest speakers coming in. Uh, Dr. Will and myself are going to host it. we have several couples coming in um, from our office, from, from uh, associates we have through, through working, and people who know how to minister and help people in relationships and things of that nature. Absolutely. We've got a white party that's going to be going on, live band. Uh, Fresh Stevie Robinson, his band is going to be performing on, on – uh, on Sunday night, performing for that. So we've got that. We've got couples yoga going on. So we're going to have a fantastic time. Love to see you out there. Love to get a chance to meet you face-to-face and experience what we can do to empower your relationship. Absolutely. So, so let's, get, let's get talking about investing time in your relationship. And I, I want to go over just a few things before we go through. We have a, a check, a list of things to encourage you to do with your, your partner, your spouse. But one of the things I really want to say that, that if you take away nothing but this, it's that you can't afford to be complacent in your relationship. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to rest on the good things you did, you know, five years ago in your relationship. Yeah. And even though those things build and add up, um, long-term investments bring long-term rewards. And every day that you invest in your marriage, in your relationship, will bring a reward. But every day that you don't invest in your marriage will bring a consequence or a, a negative reward, right? right? And so we just really want you to, to understand that there is never a good time to decide to not invest in your relationship. And it may be surprising. Again, when I, we first got married, it surprised me that it just said, you know, we're in love. It's just going to last like this forever. We, you know, we're in love, and now it's just, that's a permanent status. Yes, but it takes work to maintain. It just doesn't get there, and then you maintain. Just like somebody who's a, who's an athlete works out, and guess what? Your body doesn't stay there while right? you get in that shape. Guess what? You got to continue to run, continue to work out, continue to 
watch your diet to maintain that status, right? It's the same thing in relationships. You know, you have to invest in your relationship daily, weekly, monthly, every year after year. That's just what it takes. And, again, it may be surprising. It was a surprise to me, okay, but that's what it is what it takes. Absolutely. And then also know that your spouse is keeping check, even though you may or may not realize it, when you do well in your relationship, things add up. Yes. But it's, it's amazing that when you do negative in the relationship or neutral, like nothing at all, that adds up, and it adds up at a quicker space than the positive things that you yeah. do in the relationship. So our earnest plea for you to invest in your relationship is about not getting to being married for 30 years and then finding out you should divorce because you never invested in you and your spouse, right? right? It's learning how to put prioritize the relationship over other things. And if you cannot prioritize the relationship, having an agreement that it won't be prioritized. For example, saying that um, uh, you know, other family members can come before the spouse, hmm. other activities, social clubs, work can come before the spouse. You have to prioritize, uh, if you're talking about America, but you have to prioritize your spouse. If you're a serious significant other, you have to prioritize that person. Absolutely. With, uh, emotionally, uh, physical touch, financially, whatever the case may be, based on the status of your relationship, but it takes that type of investment. Or an agreement that you won't prioritize. For I'll give you an example. Um, we had a group of friends that had been, or a couple of friends, or married couple of friends that had been married for several years, and then one of their parents became very ill. And so that parent being ill took priority over the other things in the relationship, but they made an agreement that because I know that mom is ill and because of that, that's going to be the priority for the next several months so we can get her back on her feet and then we'll readjust fire at that point, right? So actually being able to have those conversations with your partner, your spouse about, listen, there may be a, a time in our relationship, X amount of time, where you're not the obvious priority, but it's because we want to do or I need to do this other thing or take care of this. It can't be long-term. It's the same with people that own businesses that say, listen, I'm going to have to prioritize the things that are attached to this business, but that's a short-term goal because ultimately um, once the business does what I need it to do, then then the family becomes the priority again, right? So understanding that if you're not prioritizing your partner, your spouse, then that discussion has to happen. And if and if the discussion doesn't happen, then the spouse may or may not understand what's happening and, the, and they may pull away from you, right? So these are just important things to remember that because we work so hard to earn a relationship, we sometimes feel like what we did at that point in time overcompensates for anything that might have to happen today, right? And realizing that those it does not always work that way. That in a relationship, it is definitely true that um, we always have to be putting that relationship as a priority. So let's talk a little bit about ways to invest in your relationship. So um, we've got an article that we want you to take a look at. It's called Five Ways to Invest in Your Relationship by Gina Singari. And she talks about some of the some of John Gottman's methods, which uh, Dr. John and Julie Gottman, I was trained by them in some relationship things, are really awesome researchers. And they've done 40 years of research on 
the things that it takes to make relationships last long, some of the good things it takes, and then some, what happens when some of the bad things uh, come into play. So if you get a chance, please look them up as well. And if you come to the conference, we're going to have a, a list of books that people will be able to read and uh, get some, educa- some education from. So one of the first things she talks about is having daily positive and warm contact with your partner. Yeah, definitely recommend that, right? It talks about we we're at work, we're busy all week. We've got commute time, driving back and forth, working out, uh, social activities. Guess what? You've got to carve out some time. We said they recommend 30 minutes a day to spend with your spouse, spend with your partner, okay? And that time we're talking about is you're putting your cell phones down, putting uh, the other other devices down, putting the kids away. It's just you and your spouse. Always back when you were dating, right, before you got married and you're really uh, falling in love with one another, building that relationship, you still need to maintain that, okay? At least 30 minutes of quality time a day. And based on your schedule, there's no right time for, to do that. It's up to you guys what's right for your relationship. Is it in the morning? You know, you work close together, you can do it lunchtime. Is it right after you put the kids to, to bed? Is it nighttime? That's up to you. It works for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So that daily contact is, is really vital. You know, it, and it can be through, you know, even text messaging, uh, back and forth is a bit. Good morning. Hey, you know, you look great this morning. Um, hey, my day's going well. How are you doing? Just those constant touch bases. You know, one thing we also recommend from ourselves is having a weekly date night. Let, let me let me go back to the thirty minutes a day. Yeah. Thirty minutes a day literally results in being three and a half hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that out loud. That most of us spend eight to ten hours a day working, one and a half to two hours traveling. Yep. And what we're suggesting is 30 minutes a day with your spouse, which really seems like it could be a long time, but that's not when you look at the need of investment that your partner may have, right? And I put in perspective, this is the most important person in your life, right? This, this is your spouse, you're going to talk in the marriage couple. This is the most important person in your life. So out of everybody else who I have relationships with and deal with, whatever the case may be, this is the most important person, okay? So this person is this is person in my hour list that worth at least 30 minutes a day. Absolutely. You have to carve Absolutely. it up. Absolutely. And then as Darren was saying, let me also back up, know or always believe that sleeping in the same bed for eight hours a night counts as part of the 30 right. minutes, right? Like 30, 30 minutes of conscious time yeah. together, right? Not just like, oh, you know what? Hey, we scarfed down a burger real quick and went to sleep. 30 minutes, you know, like that's not the same thing. Or, well, I was uh, playing tic-tac-toe while you were watching Luke Cage. 30 right, minutes. Right, like, right. like that's, not, that's not the same thing. No. It's 30 minutes together actively engaging one another. Great point. Great point. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then Darren went on to talk about something we, we speak about all the time in couples counseling, and that's having a date night. Yes. When you were dating, you had date nights. Right. That's what helped you fall in love with the person, right? Why? Spending time, hey, let's go out on a date on Saturday night. Let's go out. Hey, let's go out to date when, on, on Thursday right after work, whatever the case may be. And those are those times that you built those relationships. You had fun together. You talked about your dreams, talked about your goals, what you wanted to accomplish. You revealed to that person who you were as an individual, and that person fell in love with you, and you fell in love with that person based on that. Guess what? You have to continue to do that over and over and over again so that love stays fresh. Absolutely. And the more you do that, the better your connection will be with your partner. And I know we're belaboring the point, but we're doing it because so many people falsely believe that their relationship is stronger than it is. Oh, my goodness, yes. And they believe that it's strong based on, dating before they got married. Right. 
and and dating before you got married got you married. But once you got married, now you need to put those additional times in together being a couple. And especially people that have children, they feel like, well, I'm servicing the kids, and so it's okay because I'm not part of prioritizing my husband. I'm prioritizing my children, that's what I'm supposed to do. But that's no, a mistake. That is a mistake. The, the number one list you have is with your spouse. Because guess what? The kids eventually are going to leave. You know, hopefully you, you've trained them up so they're functioning adults and they're going to leave out of your house start their own families that one day, right? So get the, so at the end but of the even day, if they're never if they never move out and they're like kind of millennials and they stay with you until they're thirty five, right. they're still going to develop a life that does not include you on the day to day. That's right. They have their own friends, their own obviously their own job, hopefully, and doing things that they want, and their own social activities. Guess what? At the end of the day, it's still you and your spouse. This is the most important relationship that you have on earth. Okay. Absolutely. And you've got to you've got to give it time. I'll give you another example. Every day at work, you give your job at least thirty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And and every other week, they pay you. That's the, that's the expectation. Right. And so, if you could just give thirty minutes to your spouse, you get paid every other week or daily, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically, from that investment. No, I don't know what you're about. People think their relationship is strong. Sometimes people can think their relationship is stronger than it is. But guess what? You need that time to plug in with your spouse. Find out how they're doing, what's going on in their world, and share with them what's going on in your world. Who are they working with? Like, who are they working? This is when we get a lot of couples counseling. I never thought that person X would cheat on me. Mm. Of all the things I thought would happen, right? <coughs> people always tell me right. that they never thought that it would be an affair. And I can tell you three thousand percent that if you're not invested in your spouse, somebody else is. Yes. And generally, it's somebody that they work with or someone that's in close contact, that gives them 30 minutes a day. Gives them 30 minutes a day on, you know, whether it's on purpose or not, just because of where they're working at, commuting on the train. Oh, they get an hour commute. So they have to sit next to each other or in the same vicinity for for an hour going and possibly an hour going back. Guess what? They start chit-chatting. You better really quickly go home and tell your spouse, guess what? I met someone on the train. We're talking blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And let them know. But guess what? Even though I spend this hour Two hours a day with another person. You're still my number one, so all my confidence and is still going to you first. Because it's human nature to give attention to people who give attention to you. It's human, it's human nature. nature to like people that like you. Yeah. It's human nature for you to get eager to talk to somebody that asks you, hey, babe, how's your day going? Yes. How's your day going? And for many people, if they're not spending 30 minutes a day interacting with their spouse in some way, that you still seek the connection. Right. You still right. seek the connection. I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter and I hadn't eaten, and I was like, oh, man, I'm really tired. I hope the baby's okay. And, and the doctor said to me, the baby's fine. They're going to suck out of you everything that they need. But if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to be the one having a problem. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. So let me say this. Your spouse will find a connection. They will suck the connection from somewhere. And a lot of it is unknowingly. Many people don't even know. that. Like they, they try to get what they need from their spouse. Maybe you come to your spouse and say, hey, I had a hard day at work, and your spouse says, I'm tired of hearing about that. All you have to do is complain. I, I don't need negativity. I need positivity. Keep that to yourself, right? Then the lady on the train says, hey, Bob, how was your day? Hey, you kind of tired. You okay? And it seems refreshing. Yeah. Like he's going, oh, wow, Susie's refreshing. Um, Susie listens to everything I have to say. Susie cares about what's happening for me. Right. But it's just because Susie knows that, oh, he wants to talk about himself. So let's find out how he's doing. Right. And like you said, it's not necessarily even that's a, a conscious or a planned event. It just can happen. So you have to protect against that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So protect against that by 30 minutes a day. What's up, too, D? Uh, the next one is share appreciation and gratitude often. This is something we got to make sure we're saying the thank yous and appreciating the love for the things that they do. Okay. Your spouse cooks you dinner. Thank you very much. Yes. You may say, okay, this is what part of their job, and I have stuff that I do. You can still say thank you. Show them appreciation. Guess what? Because guess what? You don't have to do it, okay? And so I appreciate you doing it. And you want to say thank you. Thank you for picking up the kids. Thank you for taking out the laundry. Thank you for paying the mortgage. Make sure we have that. Thank you for picking up my clothes from the dry cleaning. Thank you for waking me up this morning when the alarm went off and I went back to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> All these different things shows your partner that you appreciate them and you're grateful for them because you don't want to make them feel like um, that you don't appreciate them. Okay? So these are all important things to help strengthen and keep your relationship strong. Okay? And something we have to almost focus on because sometimes we can subconsciously try and take people for granted. Oh, yeah, that's just what they do. You know, Susie, you know, we've been married 20 years. She's always going to do that. No, no, no. Thank you. I appreciate you doing it. You, you really have to catch people doing good. You have to catch your spouse doing good and tell them. Now, there's always negative in a relationship, so we're not going to sit here and act like, oh, a marriage is a walk through the posies, and no matter what's going on, um, find something to compliment your spouse on, right? But do know that people like to know when they're doing a good job and they appreciate being heard and seen and understood. Like sometimes couples say, notice me. Your spouse might be saying, notice me. Yes. Notice me when I do a good job with the kids. Notice me when I do a good job maybe by not blowing up in an argument. Like notice me in some form or fashion. Notice if I got a new hairstyle, new dress, a new suit, new pair of shoes. Notice if something has changed about me. Hey, you normally you seem grumpy in the morning, but you somehow you say you're seem, uh, more positive in the morning. I, I noticed that change that you're making. Mm-hmm. Okay, I noticed that positive change. Hey, I noticed that you may be losing weight or you look a little more toned. Okay, apparently you work out. You look great. So like my husband, bless his heart, so sweet. I might not say, oh, man, you used to be a grump, but now you're doing great. I might say, hey, great attitude today. Thank you. Yes. Right? Or I'm not – I might not say you're looking toned, like, because yesterday you were shaking all over the place. I might say, oh, man, look at that muscle. Right? Yeah. Like, just learning how to manage those things and, and let a person know that you see. Because I'll give you another example. Um, Susie Snowflake on the train not only notices that Bob is tired, but then she notices that's a fresh new haircut. Yeah. Huh. Now, imagine this. Um, your spouse is thirsty for attention from you. You're not giving them attention, but the thirst doesn't go anywhere. Right. And then they get on the train, and they've got this 30-minute ride or hour ride on the express train. And I will tell you this. When I commuted from uh, Naperville to Chicago every day on the train, literally I sat almost at the same place with the same people Absolutely. every day. Yeah. If it was a new person on the train, we'd all kind of look up like, oh, that's yeah. a new guy. That's interesting. Yeah. They're throwing off the floor. Yeah, what's Bob doing? What's Bob want? What's Bob up to, right? right? So then we started saying, oh, how's that thing going? Like, we just would hear people talking in past and say, how's right. that thing going? Or you might say, hey, you had your kids. How's your kids? Right. Hey, I noticed yesterday had a brace. How's it going, right? Right. So we started having our little uh, train chat every yeah. morning about That's nothing right. and everything all at the same time. Right. Right? But here's the interesting part. Some of those train chats turned into other things for people because they were only ch- they were chatting on the train and nowhere else, right? right? So their spouse, when they came home, the spouse didn't say you look tired. The spouse said, you know, there's a lot to get done. It's a good thing you're here when you are. I hope you're not too tired to do what you got to do, you know, those right. kinds of things. Whereas Susie on the train was saying, hey, I hope you have everything you need. I brought you a um, a starburst and some, and some this and that, like all those right. things, right? And people get attached to people that are showing positivity towards them. And guess what? People like to hear positive. Because what? The more you 
recognize people for the good thing they do. They want to continue to get that. So guess what? They're going to uh, continue to do that behavior that brought that on. So they they're having more positive attitude. You recognize it. Guess what? They want to do. They want to get that appreciation again. So guess what? They're more inclined to have that positive attitude again. So it's a positive cycle. Okay. You like something someone's doing. You recognize them. Say thank you for it. Guess what? They're more inclined to do it again. Absolutely, and that's what you want in your relationship. Like if you really want your wife to cook, eat her food, whether it's burnt good or not, and she'll and she'll figure out how to cook more. If you really want your husband to. Um, you know, do certain things that you appreciate. Make sure that when he's doing those things, you don't take them for granted. There you go. Uh, number three, this one I, you know about, doctor. I notice the attempts your partner makes for your attention and clearly state your attempts for theirs. If you, if you do any reading of John, doctors John and Julie Gottman, they call this a bid. They call it an emotional bid that our partners, our spouses, make emotional bids to reach out to us all the time, and we have to notice and engage in those bids. Um, I'll give you an example of a bid. Let's, let's, say, um, let's say you have an argument with your spouse, and it wasn't that the argument was so tough, but it just kind of puts you in a mood and you're not really speaking. You're not, not speaking, but you're not speaking, right? Then your spouse comes to the room and says, oh, I brought you a Snickers bar because I know you like those. That's a bid for positivity. They want it, where they want it back. Um, any kind of bid for uh, affection. So that bid, then let's, let's kind of work that bid all the way yeah, through. So what you do with the bid determines whether or not you respect the bid. So let's say Darren says, hey, babe, I brought you Snickers bar and he puts it on the table. I could look at it, look at him, keep typing and not notice it. That's a rejection of a bid. I'm frowning. At right. that point, I'm frowning. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I took time, busy, to say, oh, I know she likes Snickers bars, mm-hmm. stopped at the gas station on the way home, Got a Snicker bar. I'm like mm-hmm. a little puppy. <laughs> right. Yeah, I got, I got this. I could say I want something. A little pat on my yeah. head. I could say, you know what? Th- that's interesting because yesterday when I asked you to do something, you couldn't do it. So today you bring home Snickers bars. Brown. Right. Right. So that's an aggressive rejection of the bid, right? Right. Or I could say something like, hmm, okay, all right, I see you. I'm gonna eat this Snicker. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so then I'm accepting that bid and making maybe my own bid. Like, okay, but don't just like leave it right there. Feed it to me. <laughs> Right? So the bids can go back and forth with people. And in a relationship, you do need to notice when a bid is being made, right? And some bids are subtle. Some bids are big. Some bids are maybe not what you want, but we do need to notice when someone's trying to recover from a situation. Um, small things like, like Darren was talking about, holding hands. Like um, if you've been out before, sometimes when we do couples counseling, sad in a session about something that they're saying. Sometimes I notice a bid where a partner will reach their hand out to the other person they're talking about it, and then they grab the other person's hand and maybe rub it. That's a bid. Like, they're, they're not necessarily saying anything, but they're saying, hey, I noticed that this is making you feel some kind of a way, right. and I'm going to connect with you on that. I'm here with you. We're together. I'm supporting you. And it's interesting because I'm sure every couple bids differently, right? Every individual bids differently. So you have to learn what your spouse's bids are, the way they bid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, I, I didn't recognize this bid. Well, you have to start recognizing it. Every time she does this, this is a bid. Every time he does this, that means it's a bid. And, yeah, it's something you just have to learn. Absolutely. Okay? Whether it's something you have to watch out for, learn it, and notice that. Absolutely. Okay? The next one, which I think it's important, too, give your, uh, your partner the benefit of the doubt. Okay? Assume they have a positive intent in something that they're saying, questions that they're asking, um, things they do, don't do, assume it's all for positive intent, that they're not trying to hurt you, not trying to be mean, okay? Because you can always assume the, the, the negative, assume that they're trying to hurt you, assume a, a, a negative intent, but no, let's try and assume a positive intent. Assume their good intentions, whatever they're doing, 
Absolutely. I mean, unless you've married the wrong person, right? right. And, and that's a possibility. If you've married the wrong person, then 30 minutes a day bidding, all of that, like if you've married an axe murderer, mm-hmm. all of this stuff isn't really going to put a dent in the concerns that you're having. But if you've married the person that you think was right for you, and at some point you saw light in that person, make make the a believe that they're coming from the best place most of the time, right? And that will give that person grace. You know, I, I, simple one in this one, someone say, wow, are you going to wear that to the party? He said, why? You, why are you asking me that? Because you think I look horrible in this red dress or horrible in this blue suit? I mean, you know, I'm always trying to say I'm looking bad. Why are you saying that you don't think I look cracker or something like that? No. This is super positive. Well, why are you asking me that? Well, it's a white party, and everybody's supposed to wear white. I was right. curious why, why you have the red on, why you have the blue on. Oh, I didn't know it was a white party. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume the positive intent. I'm trying to help. Or assume mm-hmm. the person's trying to help you, okay? Mm-hmm. Or just be, just be friendly, not out to get you, and not trying to hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. That's something that could be difficult sometimes. Like for example, this one is still something that's really big in relationships: men leaving the toilet up. Oh, okay. And I always tell my wife, "Do you think he left the toilet up so you would fall into it?" Some people may say yes. Right. He's he spiteful. He did it because you know we're all human. Did try to get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was say, no, I was just rushing. I was, sorry. I was late for work. I ran out the house. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Or why does my wife always nag me about my weight and fix me these sandwiches with no carbs when I really want all the fat and carbs I can have, right? Right. Not because she's trying to starve you and make you have a stroke, but because she wants to keep you around longer. <laughs> and, right. Do the right. family. Right. Right. Um, did you tell your mom what happened in our relationship because you wanted to hate me or were you seeking consult? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. learning that that your spouse may have positive intentions. And even if they do something that had a negative result, understanding that if the intentions were good, then we can work on the process. Right. So, hey, I appreciate your intent, that what you're trying to do, but here's really here's the impact of what you did. So let's let's see how we can change that around so we can get the impact that you want without having the, the negative results from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, the last one, number five, is, which is I think is important, is really state your shared mission, meaning, or your values regularly. Let your partner know what's, what's important to you, okay, where you're going. Hey, honey, you know, I'm, I'm planning on uh, getting a promotion here in the next six months to a year. Um, hey, I'd like for us to move. Uh, this this uh, promotion is going to give me traveling. i like to start a new business. I want to start working out here in the next six months or uh, come fall. I want to get a, um, a membership to the gym because I want to start working out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, whatever the case be. People know, let your partner know what's, your, what's going on for you, what's your mission, what's going on in your life. Okay? I think that's important. So go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so you guys can be on the same page. So, like, hey, I thought we were going to be uh, starting a business. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm starting a reading group, so all my time I'm going to be doing that. Well, wait a minute. How are we going to line these things up? So you have to have that communication time and let people know what's going on with you and let them know what's important to you, okay? And, this is, and let them know this is important to me because blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So um, when, you, when you talk about shared mission, meaning, and values regularly, it's not so much about what you're doing outside of the marriage. It's about what, what mission you all share together. Mm-hmm. You know, one example that Darren and I do just as far as shared mission is, if I'm working on something with our daughter, I might say, hey, 
right now I'm working on her ability to, to ride a bike or this or that. And maybe when you're with her, can we do that together? Um, sometimes our shared mission may be really simple. Like we have a mission of watching one TV show together, yes. right? And so we talk about that. Maybe your shared mission is a ministry. Maybe your shared mission is a business. Maybe your shared mission is, um, you know, saving the world, saving the planet. Maybe your shared mission is, having more fun this summer. It doesn't have to be my shared mission is to take over Mars and recolonize the planet. It can be something as simple as, hey, our shared mission is to have more joy in our marriage this year, this month, this season, right? So you're talking about travel plans? Our plan is, you know, we want to start taking a vacation uh, twice a year starting next year. Okay, great. That way you start thinking about where you want to go, good deals you can get, good websites. Someone can start looking at that. Here's kind of we were going out family. Okay. Absolutely. And let me say this. If you don't have a shared mission together, find one. Oh, that's a good one. It's okay to find one. I mean, it can even be a shared hobby. Um, maybe you guys want to both race cars together. Maybe you've always both wanted to race horses. And if you don't have, if you say, gosh, I like mountains and he likes the movie theater, right. then you all figure out something that you can share. Right. Figure out something you can have together. It doesn't have to come natural. You can figure out something to share. Maybe we want to paint the house together. That'd be great. Hey, let's paint the house uh-huh. together. Let's do it ourselves. Read some books. Go to Home Depot. Find out how we're going to do that together. Want to build a porch together, a backyard, something like that for the house, for an investment. Go ahead and get some investment properties. We'll try and do that together. Lots of different things that you may have, whatever's important or passionate in your relationship together, and talk about that. Absolutely. So for, for guys that listen today, definitely, hopefully you wrote these five points down. You spend 30 minutes to get, to, excuse me, you spend 30 minutes together um, a day. You um, Your appreciation for one another on a regular basis. Absolutely. You notice the, attention, uh, the attempts are bids of your partner to reach out to you. You give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, mm-hmm. assume the positive. Okay. And you state your shared mission. You have a shared mission together. And to set some intentionality in your relationship, definitely consider coming out to 100 Couple Strong, a couple conference that's July 29th and July 30th of this month. So two solid weeks from today. And definitely give us a call and, and uh, register for this conference and give your relationship 16 hours. Invest 16 hours in your marriage. Thank you, folks. Have a great week. Okay. Bye-bye.